Welcome to Inside Track, a conversation with New York's leading property management executives. I'm Carol Ott with Habitat Magazine, and my guest today is Josh Capel, president of HSC Management. Lead is a substance no one wants to find in his or her apartment or the common area of your building either, but it exists, and there are laws regulating who has to find it, who has to get rid of it, who's legally responsible, and who has to file lead notices with the city. Josh, the law really pertains to apartment renters, but apartment owners can sublet, and sometimes even a co-op or condo will also own apartments that it rents out. You took over a building with a lead problem in an apartment. Can you tell me what happened there? We took over a building. There was an elderly lady living in the apartment, We had no idea that she had children visiting her. The apartment was probably 40 years old and never any renovations done. So it was in shambles. It was peeling paint everywhere. And so I take over the building. Nobody on the board ever said anything that, you know, the apartment was in this condition. The building was lacking on funds, couldn't do repairs. And all of a sudden we get hit with a lead paint lawsuit because a child that was visiting, I think her granddaughter, was visiting or living with her temporarily and they got lead paint poisoning and decided to sue. Well, the co-op doesn't have insurance for lead paint, so it's a major to-do. And it put me as the agent in a precarious position, even though I have an indemnity agreement with the co-op. Okay, let me just sort of parse this out. There was a lawsuit. Everybody was named. Yes. The violation went to the building or to the apartment? To the building, to the named owning entity. And to cure the violation, what had to happen? Who had to do what and who had to pay for what? Lead paint remediation, filings, XRF testing, and the co-op had to pay for it. Let me just jump in here. XRF testing, just give us a brief explanation of what that is. So XRF testing is a machine that they put on the wall and it reads all the way through the wall to the bottom layer of paint to see if there's any lead in the wall or on a friction surface. And is, just give me a sense. So there was testing and then I suppose some remediation. What is that process? How long is that process? Um, to get a tester to come in and do an XRF is not really a huge process. Maybe, you know, to make an appointment, maybe a week. And then they take the XRF test, they get it to a lab. The lab provides the results. And probably within a week, you get the results of the lead testing. Then you need to identify the areas that are deficient and need to be taken care of and abated. And then you abate the lead paint. And that could be, are we talking maybe from beginning to end a month? Probably two months. Okay. So the building got the violation. The building has to pay for the violation, correct? Well, the building didn't get it. They got a lead paint violation, but it's not a monetary penalty. They have to cure the lead paint violation. I see. And if they don't, their insurance will be impacted and their underlying financing, if they want to redo that, will be impacted probably. That's correct. And just to, at the beginning, you made a statement about the rental units that have to be tested and sublets. Correct. But that's not the only people that need to test. Even shareholders need to test their apartments and comply upon a sale. So it's not just a sublet, so it's upon a sale as well. And by 2025, every 
shareholder with a child under six has to XRF their apartment as well and file it with the city and keep it. And the managing agent has to have it on file. Because at the end of the day, they're coming after the landlord, which is the co-op, not the shareholder. The shareholder is basically as a lease to occupy the apartment. Does that have to happen even if the apartment isn't transferred to somebody else? If the apartment is vacated, that's when the XRF testing is required. I see. If I'm living in my apartment and it's 2025 and I'm not selling, I'm not transferring it, I don't have to do this testing or file the lead report, do I? If for any other apartment which is not occupied by a shareholder or their immediate family by August 9th, 25, an XRF scan of the entire apartment to determine the presence of lead-based paint and its locations has to be done. So what does that mean for a co-op building? It's another layer of compliance and it's severe and it's costly. And if they find lead in an apartment and the shareholder refuses to abate the lead, the co-op might be in a position where they have to abate the lead and then charge back the shareholder. For buildings that allow sublets or co-ops or condos that may own a couple of apartments and they rent them out, what kind of communication has to be made to the, like if for the sublet, the board usually vets the person who is subletting, but are they, is there any communication about the lead requirement? Well, it should be in the sublet application and the way I believe it should be approached is they should be given an option. You could provide the lead XRF test for the new person residing in your apartment before they enter it, or management can do it for you and here's the fee and a small fee on top for us to process it so there's two ways that could go and is that done here and there <laughs> so in order to get it more there and more here a co-op would have to revise the documentation needed for its subletting policies is that correct and the sales application as well because it needs to be required upon a sale because they're vacating the unit. It's any turnover of a unit in New York City. I'm very used to this. I have a lot of rental buildings that are stabilized, so I'm very used to complying with this law. But it's a lot. It's a lot. I have apartments where I go in and just the friction surfaces are $15,000 to abate. And what about the common elements of a building, the hallway or the lobby or a community room, does that need to be checked? It does. There's people vacating in and out? It has to always be checked no matter what. If there are people coming and going, you have to test, you have to make sure there's no peeling paint, no friction surfaces have lead, because if there's an exit door that a child's using every day and it's scraping and rubbing off lead dust in a public hallway, it's on the co-op. They're going to have to, you know, take care of that. I haven't seen many building entrance doors have lead paint on them. Mm -hmm. Your clients, are many of them addressing this lead issue? Starting to. But they haven't really... Is it because there's a 2025 deadline or...? It's because there's a 2025 deadline. It's because the lateness or the delay in this is because of COVID and all the other laws that need to be followed. I mean... This is a fortune. This is just another level of expense for co-ops for them not to be spending money on other things. Right, right. 
So bottom line, what would be your advice for boards as they look at, I guess, their documents that may need to be changed or updated? I would update, I would update all documents immediately and make sure everybody is complying with the law. I'm going to be resending and sending to new buildings what the law is and how we are going to comply with it. Okay. And I just want to thank you, Josh Capel, for talking with us today. Thank you for having me. 